And good evening, everybody. Don't forget the Jeff Gelman Problem Solving Seminars. We've got three coming up. One coming up in Nashville, one in Chicago, and one in Mantua, New Jersey, which is right across from Philadelphia. So that's going to heat, heat, uh, heat. That's going to take care of a lot of our New York, Connecticut, New Jersey folks, but people travel even much farther away um, to go to all of our seminars um, whatsoever. You can go to Jeff Gelman Seminars, jeffgelmanseminars.com for all your tickets and um, more information about the seminars. Hello, Joelle. Hi. This is Joelle. My name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. This is the What Would Jeff Do show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We do this every, we stream live. This is a live uh, podcast we stream every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Obviously, you might be watching the replay or listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. We stream on Rumble, on Facebook, on Instagram, on um, YouTube as well. It's a Q&A podcast. You'll be typing in your questions. So I'll read them. I will answer them. Most people, and you've been, we've been doing this for 16 years, uh, most people will usually obviously write in on things they're struggling with. I think most people are, that's the biggest part of this industry is that your average dog trainer, and usually people are like, oh, that's not true. And I'm like, yes, it is true. But your average dog trainer actually doesn't know how to stop behaviors effectively. They just don't. They do not know how to stop behaviors effectively. So since we're so passionate about, this is our, just remember, our mission statement is to make people's lives better. That's at the top of the list. So when you, when you make that your goal in life, I want to make people's lives better. Now, are you dog training? Are you doing um, talk therapy? Are you doing, you know, alcohol and drug rehab? Are you doing marriage counseling? You know, are you doing um, personal fitness? Like, like all these things, right? Financial planning, um, job hunting, you know, raising children. I want to make people's lives better. What we're doing is we're making their lives better by helping them with their dog. So obviously, yes, we train their dog, but all of our coaching, though, if you really, really think about all of our coaching and all of our online courses, we're actually not training your dog. We're coaching you. We're coaching you. But a lot of times, there's a couple of things that go on on this show. People will listen to this show and they'll be like, oh my gosh, all he ever does is talk about, all they ever do is talk about correcting dogs. And I'm like, that's because people are asking us how to stop things. So there's context to it. If you're asking us how to teach a downstay, I'd be like, bag of treats, treat pouch, a clicker. Like we'd go, we'd go into all the reward-based training protocols. And then sometimes since we're so intense about talking about correcting dogs, people are assumption, under the assumption that we might not even like dogs. It's like, you don't like dogs, you're on a power, I hear this all the time, you're on a power strip, a power trip, you need to show your dominance because you don't, it's like, no, 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 you know, you're probably one of those angry people that I, I feel bad for, we're trying to make people's lives better, so passionately that you're right, we actually are human focused, Yeah. and I won't change that, sorry, so many people have said to us before, you know, like, I've had clients actually like, do you even like dogs? I'm like, why? Because I'm actually talking to you and how your life can be better with your dog. And I'm not mushing all over your dog. 
sorry, if you want to find somebody to mush all over your dog, they're probably not going to help you very much. Now, can you do both? Sure. Do we do both? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But that's not the topic of conversation. I'm not going to suggest to somebody, oh, love on your dog more and your problems will go away. Just like I'm not going to talk too much about like proper exercise other than saying, Proper exercise. I'm not going to get into diet, even on the last show we got a little bit too deep into diet. I'm going to just say proper diet. Everybody knows that. Most people know we feed raw, but you don't have to. But just proper diet. You know. But yeah. we're focusing on how can your life be better with a dog. And I think the biggest downfall of dog training is a lot of people got into dog training because they don't like people. Well, it's like you better not be working with people then, because that's the magic to the success. Of course, you'll do well with the dog. We do well with the dog. Your trainer might be do well, doing well with the dog. Are they good, though? And do they care enough about you that they're going to show you effective ways to stop behaviors and effective ways to communicate what they did so you understand? That's the magic of this industry. So damn right we're human-focused. Next. Any questions? Okay. Let's see. Avi says hello. Hey, Avi. How are you? See you soon. Snuggle Buns says, hey, everyone. Hey, Snuggle Buns. Cheryl says, hello, all dog peeps. Jeff and Joelle. Hey, hey Cheryl. I'll be to that. You could play something. I really want to. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Hopefully the weather's nice. Yeah. It's supposed to be to getting we, 80s again we, went, this week. we went on there a colder day. We sat inside. It was actually quite pleasant. We're not even inside. We sat out on the, uh, the porch. Oh, I thought you were talking about Thai table. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. The other yeah. place. They have good food, yeah. too. Kim says, hi, guys. Tell me how to get this label off my head that says, if you and your dog are untrained and you choose not to leash them when we are in the vicinity, have the dog rush us. You know our history, and since before we met, you have been rushed seven times with two being in Florida. Great news. Thumper handled it as a champ. Me, not so much. Yeah, we get, we get rushed all the time. I mean, it's, it's part of it. You just have to go into, you have to learn how to kick dogs. Oh, my gosh. Jeff's talking about kicking dogs. What we're talking about is Every day, dogs are being injured, killed, mm -hmm. definitely regressing in training. Humans are being hurt by either the dog or by physically by the dog or by tripping over the dog. People are like pulling muscles. People are like hurting their backs, trying to break up dog fights. People are getting bit. And it's all because of all these Corey dogs. just got rushed the other day. Yeah. So by we, a huge Rottweiler. Yeah. So we often talk about, yeah. And this is this is how stupid people are. And With I'm, a very reactive dog. I'm pro-human. Courtney was walking in a parking lot to a store. So it's obviously it's a parking lot. You probably should have your dog leashed up. You're heading to a store. You probably should have your dog in order, meaning not going nuts because it's a parking lot and you're going into a store. The woman came out of nowhere with a huge Rottweiler. She dropped the leash. I don't know if she dropped it because she couldn't control it, but she dropped it. And this might have been a defense mechanism of hers. But anyway, she dropped the leash and she yells out, oh, my dog loves meeting other dogs. This is in a parking lot. Her dog was off leash in a parking lot with cars, like without obviously any fences, and it was rushing towards, towards Courtney. Courtney had nowhere to go. So you better be really good at booting dogs. Yep, bear spraying dogs. Oh my gosh, that's so mean to do. No, again, here's a great example. That's pro-human and pro-dog. Your dog, your dog and you. Mm -hmm. Well, pro the other dog too, because if your dog can kick another dog's ass, yes. you just actually saved its life. You saved, you saved a lot of its life. So, And all that person had to do is hold onto the leash. So that's, that's again where it's like you boot the dog. Oh, I would never kick a dog. I'm like, 
hopefully you're, you never get attacked or your kid never gets attacked or your dog never gets attacked by a dog. Mm-hmm. Really? Of course you would. I would hope you would. If you weren't, you can end up with massive injuries or, or something or death. Next. The people who think it's no big deal are the people it hasn't happened to yet. Or, the, oh, my dog's great with other dogs. Right. It's like, until... Right. Until the wrong dog rushes it, and now yep. you're left with a yep. reactive mess yep. on your hands. And then you get blamed. Yeah. Yep. Next. Uh, Shiona said, excited for the puppy course, signing up for our one-on-one to help with protocols to bring puppy into the house with our other dog. I'm relieved I have you too. Oh, Sarah, yeah. I saw so, you yeah. puppy course so, today. Sarah, the, biggest thing, the biggest thing, Sarah, is the number one goal is not for them to be friends. That doesn't mean they won't be. That doesn't mean that's not a great goal. Trust me, I want my dogs to get along, but that's different than being friends. You actually want your dogs to exist with each other, and you don't want dog fights. So take it slow. Do not be in a rush. It's okay if you have massive boundaries for both dogs. Advocate for both dogs Mm -hmm. because little puppies piss off older dogs. Definitely. They absolutely do. It's like, um, I was sort of lying here. I didn't want puppy face. Yeah. Like, I didn't want you to jump on my face and shove your crotch up my nose. I'm like freaking, like, just hanging out. So there's you have to advocate for both next. We can definitely help you with that process. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we're going to be showing um, in our puppy 2.0 course, most likely mm-hmm. with Benji. We have a cute little Bernese Mountain puppy mm-hmm. right now. So we integrate him with like Courtney's pack. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's yeah. a certain way to socialize a puppy yeah. with a we'll pack. Do a lot, we'll do, we'll do, I do a lot of videos with that dog. Yeah. Constance said, hey, J&J. Hey, Constance. Hey, Constance. Um, Kim said, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. The lack of just accountability and responsibility from dog owners is not all, obviously. But the ones who let their dogs get into situations like that, and then they almost get upset. It's like, well... They get upset at the consequence. Yeah, it's like, what do you think? But it's typical. Mm, Yeah. So dangerous. It's typical. It's lack of accountability, and people are surprised that there's a consequence. It's like, so I'm sitting down eating dinner with you. Minding our own business. Like that dog that ran over to our table? No, no. And a human being just runs up to us and starts yelling at us. It's like, don't be surprised if you either get shot or a chair broken over your head or punched in the face. It's like, geez, that was not proper, Jeff. I'm like, it wasn't? That's not a proper response for two people minding their own business and being rushed by someone? If someone comes over and attacks you, like most dogs run over and attack your dog. It usually starts with verbal. Yeah. Until it escalates. It's like, people are just, there's a lot of crazy people out there. So it's like, you got every right to, to, to defend yourself. And it's so funny because there's no such thing as unarmed either, by the way. No. There's no such thing as unarmed. There's many people out there that can kill people with their bare hands, with their body, with a concrete on the ground. Next. GB boxes, that's why I wear boots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's funny that we have to have these conversations. I didn't even it's have... It's like sad, honestly. Yeah, I, 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 Florida, we're not wearing boots. But it's like, but, but yeah. I didn't have to. It's not boot, even a boot conversation. But, no, I know. But, 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 you break your toe. Down here, you realize it. Because yes. I'm in flip flops a lot of the time yes, when I dogs know. rush or, me. Or softer shoes. And then my damn toe gets hurt yes. in the process. But it's funny because 10 years ago, I didn't have to have these conversations. No. You know, I didn't have to have a lot of conversations in the last, you know, the last 10, 10, 10 years prior to that. So it's really, really interesting. Next. J-Bone said, oh my God, that happened to me. I was walking my lab up north in Wisconsin and someone dropped their leash so the dogs could meet. And I yelled, pick up your leash, please. What the fuck? People are crazy. My dog was like, not for real. Just start a combination of public shaming um, as well as neutralize the threat to the dog. And if it escalates, file a report. Yep, but off-leash dog tried to attack me and my dog. 
Mm-hmm. Doesn't make a difference if the dog's friendly or not. That's the narrative. Because that is what happened. An off-leash dog came to you. We always go under the assumption that it's going to attack. Always. Next. Um, let's see. Avi said nuts. Kim said timing is everything. Yeah. Jan said hello, everyone. Hey Jan. Hey Jan. Avi said he is so cute. Yeah, he oh, really is. We yeah. did a lot of um we did like a brand photo shoot today for the new that website. Burmese. Burmese. No. Yeah, with an N. Burma. Burma. Burmese mountain okay, dog. It's not Burma. Burma is the country. Okay. I got it backwards. It's not, it's not one of the dogs that we've trained a ton of. Yeah. Um, but we did so many good pictures with him today. He even was like offering paw. Right. We got B- so many cute pictures. B-E-R-N-E-S-E. Yeah, yeah I've got trained it. enough of them to know. Okay. Well, <laughs> like three. Yeah. Um, that's maybe, maybe that's what it was. People were calling them Burmese. It's like, no, Bur- Burma is a, is a country. Next. Glow said, out of context here, but last week you answered my question about the submissive P. Your suggestion worked. Burn a doodle pop. Thank you. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah. We P- can't give P information. Yeah, P, that's not our level of expertise, is P no. stuff, but not having an aroused dog, lowering the excitement level, that does, whether the dog's peeing or not, it those are sort of like general rules. In fact, so what was, what is, I think was a more important narrative, I think, is we actually don't directly deal with P issues. We deal with over arousal issues. We deal with, um, rules, boundaries, state of mind issues. And I think it's just like the shrapnel effect of that yeah. is what actually helps the um Yeah, we never address like peeing. Like, yeah, what do like, you do for peeing? It's like, well, you, you actually don't do the peeing part. You do like so many other yeah. so technically it's like we got to the core of the issue. Like everyone likes to throw yeah, that. We don't get to the core it's of the like, issue. Yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah it's we like, did. It's like on a lot of things we don't get to the core of the issue because we don't need to get to the core of the issue. But 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 the thing is, without addressing the P issue, we address so much other stuff, and the, mm. the not the non excitement P, non fear P, you know, non over arousal P, which is excitement P, just doesn't manifest anymore. Next, it's true. Let's see, that's it right now. Instagram Rumble, awesome. Because you're not ranting. Mm. Oh, here we go. Too much love was the issue on a pup that already had some separation anxiety. Also, great training here. Got the course. Good, yeah. Oh, good. Congratulations. Yeah, so so that's one of the things we talk about. Yeah, that's And I get it. So this is the thing. Like, puppies are cute as fuck. And, you know, and they're great to be affectionate with. All dogs are pretty much... Some of the dogs we work with are not great to be affectionate with. But, but you know, most dogs out there are very fun to be, like, cuddly with and affectionate with. They are. But when you're struggling with behavioral issues, though... And obedience issues and state of mind issues, you have to put that into context and say, is this is, is this in the best interest of the dog mm-hmm. or what is it in the best interest of me? So am I doing this for the dog or am I doing it for myself? And if you really and, and, and it's we can have an argument about that, a discussion about that. It's like, well, the dog loves it. I'm like, of course the dog loves it. Not all, yeah. not all, not all dogs love affection. I've had some dogs that actually really didn't like a lot of affection. They were uncomfortable with it. Like one or two pets, and then they were out of there. Tried to hug them, and they would squirm. They would squirm away, and, and they were like that for ten years. Um, but when you're struggling with issues, you sort of have to go more boot campish. But that's not forever. It's like wow. You're actually now not behaving like a jerk. You know your obedience. You've we've stopped the unwanted behaviors. You've got a calm state of mind when I need you to have a calm state of mind. I can take you places. Oh, 
Now I can start now. It was, by the way, that's like less than six months work. So that's like you have a very long period of time now to be like, wow, now we can do some really cool stuff, including like love and affection, but also like go places. There's there's such a sense of to me walking my dog on the beach off leash, watching my dog swim in the ocean beats any physical affection that that I would feel good about to a dog, and then my dog would enjoy more. That's so true. That's just, that just, so that doesn't mean my dog doesn't like me and I don't like my dog. It just means my needs are met because I know that I've trained You're dog. meeting your dog's needs. I've, not only am I meeting my dog's needs, I've trained my dog to be trusted off-leash. Yeah. And I'm doing things my dog loves to do. Exactly. Which is usually, usually physical activities. Getting outside. Yes. Exploring the world. I, I love it when I bike with my dog. Yeah. I see my dog. It's happy. I love that part. Now, do I like, you know, I sleep with my dog. So I, I sleep with Tex. I'm down to one dog and I sleep with him. It's like, do I love that? I fucking really love that. But if I had the option of like, Jeff, if you can sleep with your dog every day, but you can't, um, Take text anywhere. Take anywhere. Because he's so bad. Like dogs off the bed and I'll take the other stuff. The fortunately is I want both for everybody. Yeah. But at the beginning, it's like the affection gets taken away and the training and behavior mod and state of mind work has to get ramped up. Yeah. That's how you're successful. So if you're an owner with a dog and you're afraid to give up temporarily some of the things that you enjoy or you think your dog might enjoy like dogs like to sleep in bed with you dogs like to be on the couch with you dogs like to ride in the front seat with you and i'm not against any of those things necessarily but if i can connect the dots to an unwanted behavior i'd I'd be a fool not to give you the advice saying to stop it yep so at the beginning we have to stop thinking about ourselves and think about what's in the best need of the dog for long-term success long-term success next facts uh meg says hello i have a 14-week puppy who's already resource guarding things we tried it all nothing works he also bites us and snaps when we correct him he is a beautiful english chocolate lab i don't understand why he's doing it okay stop right there which part don't you understand because he's a beautiful english chocolate lab because that's got nothing to do with it. It's because he's a 14-week-old puppy. That's because he's got nothing to do with it. Because he's maybe AKC, which, by the way, is a scam. Just so everybody know, being AKC titled or AKC certificate is a scam. It is a literally money-making scam. It doesn't mean anything at all. Um, we were we, we came out of Detweilers today, and that we, there's a pet land right next to it, and they sell dogs. I'm just like, in which I haven't seen for a long time. They've yeah. banned them in a lot of states. And I was like, let's just go in there just to see. Where they got available. Yeah. You know, most of them were small breed dogs. And I don't I don't say anything. I'm not gonna be like, this is terrible. Da, da, da. It's like I just I stay in my lane and I mind my business. But ironically, every one of them is AKC certified. It's like, yeah, they got registered. They paid their whatever a dollar amount, they got a piece of paper. But chances are none of them can probably they're all they all come from puppy mills. I know how the pet store industry works. I'm very, very knowledgeable about the the chain of events that happened, you know. Um so 
the point being, the reason why you're a 14 year old puppy is resource garden. When you say you've tried everything, every, you've tried everything that you know about or and or everything that you're comfortable with. So at 14 weeks old, there's a couple of options you have. Do you know what a bonker is? It's a wrapped up cotton towel. Do you know what a e-collar is slash dot collar is? Okay, both of those tools can be used on a resource guarding 14 week old puppy, especially a, a breed like yours, which is a medium, possibly larger breed dog. So chances are your dog is over 20 pounds by now. So what you can do though is, but I would take a bonker. I've got a video on, on YouTube, it's free. It's like wrapped up cotton towel. So what you do is you have the dog on a leash and you, I have a free video on this, by the way. If you go to my YouTube channel, we have a, we have a paid course, which is way better. It's at Sally Canine Academy. It's on, it's a resource guarding course. It covers all resources. Dogs resource guard more than just food. They resource guard anything they deem valuable. Always keep that in mind. Okay. So. Um, but I do have a free video on the out command. The out command is what you're going to be using anyway for resource guarding. And it's the out command away from food. And there's another one that's called out command away from people, which is a different protocol, which you should still learn. But the out command away from food, you'll be teaching that. So if even if your dog doesn't have resource guarding, you can still move your dog away from objects. If your dog does have resource guarding, you stop the growling and you move your dog away from objects. But that's the important thing. You don't want to redirect. And when you say the dog gets, um, I don't know if you said more aggressive or nippy or whatever, when you correct it, what do your corrections look like? Right. 14 weeks, so it's still pretty young. So, so I don't know if I would even, I wouldn't do e-collar quite yet. So you can put your dog on a back tie and you can use the bonker so it can't move forward to you. There's a lot of things you can do. Or the dog tries to bite you, you correct it for that. Unless the dog, see this, but it's natural for the dog to do that, especially if you underwhelm your dog. So mm -hmm. if the correction is underwhelming, the dog comes back hard. And if you don't have anything to back up that step two, your dog is going to go, I still did what I wanted to. Works. I guess that works. So not only do I not have to listen to you, if I ramp up my attitude, I absolutely. So if I didn't get what I want the first time, I got what I wanted to the second time. So you have to make it so the dog cannot win. At all. It's a critical age, too, for them to learn. So there's a lot of things you can do. You can take a bonker. No. Boom. You don't even have to deploy it from your hand if you don't want to. And it should be very firm. Not a light tap. Don't worry. Dogs can handle a lot. Dogs can handle being tossed through the air. Okay. So another animal can easily grab them by the scruff and just lift them up and toss them. They'll be fine. That's not what you should be doing. I'm not saying it. What I'm saying is a lot of people think that dogs are these, these, these gentle little things. And But when it comes to a well-timed, proper applied punisher that's not out of any um, anger or frustration from you, you're nice and calm and you're methodical and no consequence, it works. So what you do, have the dog on a leash, put on a back tie, which is tying to someone, something, and put the have the food what you do is you do a default weight for um to sit you don't say sit it's a default weight it's shown in the video at full at length with full explanation as well as showing you in the video put the food down wait until the dog um you release the dog before it's allowed to get it you don't say stay you don't say any words it's unspoken other than break break is your release word when the dog um, goes for it you're going to be saying the word out you say out which has no meaning to your dog right now you say out and then you bonk the dog dog backs away from it also, if the dog is growling at you, you can say no and do that again. Next. 
Snuggle Bunsen can't wait to start watching the separation anxiety course. I worked my way through most of the second half of Calm on Command today. Just finished up the Cat and Lowe's session. Oh, with Kate, yeah. Yes. Also, one more thing, Meg. We have 100% success rate on resource guarding. 100%. I dealt with a vicious dog that had to be end up being put down. It was truly vicious, not aggressive, but vicious. And we had it for just three days. They didn't want to do a boarding train. I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's an association thing. Maybe it's the owners, meaning because there is something called association. Why don't I try to work it for three days? It went after me over 100 times with intent to harm. And not even just working it, just being with it. I stopped that dog from resource guarding. And that dog had just so much aggression in him. It wouldn't, it does, it, it shouldn't belong to a family with kids that like wanted more of a family friendly, cozy dog. This was a danger, this was a dangerous dog. And it's maybe the 20 years, oh, less than a dozen dogs out of 10,000 plus that I've recommended being put down. Probably closer to six though. Next. Meg said, everything that I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is fine. I don't blame you. But when there's, I would rather you try something. I'm not going to tell people, get out of your comfort zone. But if we want to grow as a human being, personally, like if you go to a good talk therapist and, it, it, and it's really hard, you probably found something that was good. If it's like, oh my God, I love one of my therapists. I talking to one of my girlfriends. We just sit around and chat. I'm like, I'll tell you what, yeah. save $150 an hour <laughs> and hook up with a girlfriend and talk. Pretty much. So the price of a cup of coffee. Maybe you can split a Danish. You're in it for $7.95. Next. Um, let's see. Meg said, yeah, redirecting does not work. I will definitely be doing yeah, that. Redirecting. I'm very outspoken about that. Now, can redirection have the appearance that it's working? Of course it can. If my dog's eating dog food, so and I take some ground-up meat and throw it to the side, if our dogs eat raw, but let's say they're on kibble, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to go for the freaking meat. Ooh, look, I can grab the bowl. But you didn't stop it. You didn't stop the resource guarding at all. It's still there. So you have to stop it. So re redirecting doesn't work. Next. Donna said, I got come on command and it was a huge eye-opener. Loki was having some excitement reactivity with other dogs day and night after watching and changing just a few things I was good, doing. Good. Immediately joined the community too. He's on his place bed now during dinner. I just wanted to say thank you. Awesome. Oh, awesome. So good. Great. That's great. That's great. Love that for we you, Donna. Is just See, a good feeling? So this is, this is here. We go back into the whole people dog conversation. Am I happy for the dog? Of course I am because it's in a better state of mind. Absolutely. Yeah. And also it's one less chance that it's going to be surrendered or killed. Yeah. That's just the way it works. Mm -hmm. You know, people are like, I would never give away my dog. I'm like, yes, you would. Your dog bites your kid in the face more than once, or even once, the dog is gone. Maybe the dog is dead. Okay. Um, but who I'm really happy for, much happier for, is her, the owner. Yeah. I know the dog gets to do more. If he was being leash reactive, yes. yeah. chances are Donna is like, I don't want to freaking well, walk she you. She has less stress. See, this is the thing Donna's going to live eight to nine times longer than the dog. Mm hmm. I'm concerned about her overall health over a, over a lifetime and having a really badly behaved dog and the stress that it, the stress that it creates, the relationships that become more difficult, mm -hmm. the marriages that break up over it, the, the, the terrible relationship you have with your kids, the shitty attitude you have going into work, which might jeopardize your job and your revenue stream. I'm more interested in that. Because when a dog's being least reactive, they're having a fucking good time. It's true. So, next that's great, though. I'm so glad for you, Donna. 
Sam on Rumble. Hi, J&J. Haven't heard a chicken update in a while. Chickens. The girls are good. Just because they ain't doing shit. I feel like I haven't it's even seen them in a while. Yeah. They're just... That's because you haven't. That's because I take care of them all. I know. Which is no big deal. I'm up early. Um, but it's like we're getting one, maybe two eggs a day. We're getting we're getting 25 to 50% of production right now. And every week we'll go to the grocery store, we have to buy a dozen eggs too. Yeah. But um, they're doing fine. I mean, they're doing fine. They're healthy. They're healthy. That's for that's for sure. Eating well, drinking well, taking they're care of. They're much bigger lately. Hmm. They're growing. Yeah, they're growing. They're like, oh my god, they're like a year old this yeah, month. Could be the winter. Maybe they had a winter coat. No, on. we got them last January. They're a year. I'm just saying though, like now they can have their winter coat on. Yeah, Meaning, right. that's why they look bigger. Yeah. Oh, their birthday. We should get them special treats. Yeah, the little fucking special treats. I'll tell you what, however, whatever we make from selling their eggs, we'll fucking put back into them. They don't have eggs right now to sell. I mean, they have one <laughs> quarter a day. Like I feed them, I feed them two dollars worth of food a day, most likely. Next. Meg said, I will definitely be looking into all your information on resource guarding. We have a ton. And I demonstrated at all our seminars live in front of everybody. I show exactly how to do it. it it's it's something we do. It's easier to teach for us, especially. I can teach a dog, I can stop. I can stop a dog from even the most intense resource guarding quicker than a reliable downstay. And I can teach a very good reliable downstay with high levels of distraction. But I can teach separation anxiety to be eliminated way quicker. That's how easy it is. Next. Sam said, I brought Sasha to my grandma's house Ooh, yesterday. Nice. Whining out of control. That's not good. It did decrease when I put her in double down, but still whining yeah. softly. Yeah. She couldn't settle when I wasn't when she wasn't laying down. Yeah. It's just, it could be just over arousal, over excitement. It, but I'm telling you, whining is one of those things where it's like, especially when they're physically, when they're physically in a down, when they're physically in a double down, when they're almost like, almost eyes are, it's like your eye, it looks like you're sleeping. Why are you whining? And it's just like some dogs that so we, we've had a few dogs, not many, few dogs in my career. We couldn't stop whining. We're just like, a handful, I would say less yeah, than five. Yeah, like I can yeah, count on one yep, hand. Yep. But 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 whining though, the remote collar is going up and down. And sometimes you've got to go up really high to reset the dog instead of nagging the dog. It's it's different. It's you gotta you gotta play around with your numbers next. And or or, or try another punisher. Could be the bonker, could be a squirt bottle, believe it or not. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what it is? Next. Um, let's see. Joyful canines of what if the resource guarding doesn't happen with a back tie? It's very random. Teach out setting up other scenarios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't typically die for food or objects, random, like guest items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you set it up, you set out up underneath everything. So in other words, you can use out for food, for a for 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 a bone, for toys, for a bed, for being on the couch, for being too close to you. So you out means stop what you're doing and move away. Stop what you're doing and move away. Obviously, if it's a resource guarding protocol, it's going to be a higher level correction. If it's a, in dogs, resource guard humans. So you actually don't need the dog to be doing it to teach it. That's one cool thing about that command is you don't, the dog doesn't need to exhibit the, the exhibit it at all. Exhibit it at all. Next. Let's see. Um, NIK says, hi, love your videos and guidance. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. 
Thanks for following. Thanks for watching. Also, if you, you know, if you know, this is be, this being a free podcast, we've always had free podcasts. We've got so much free content out there. And if you're enjoying this, just think back on how you've discovered us because we get new people in all the time. Mm -hmm. Just think back how you discovered us. And it's like, did someone suggest our videos? Did someone like tag you in a post? Did someone share the show to you? And just pass on the love. That's the best thing that people can do for us is, is share our stuff, post yeah. it on their page, like our stuff, recommend us to somebody, just to our free social media, not even to our paid courses. Obviously, it'd be great if you did to our paid courses, but you don't have to. Get them, just get them into our social, our free social media because it's so many people are struggling with their dogs. I know it really doesn't need to be you like know, so if, difficult. If you know, we want to be changing the world. You know, there's a lot of ways I can do it. It's funny because we do a lot of virtual courses and we do, and we see so many ads for other people doing virtual courses, which is awesome, which means so many people will learn. But a lot of it is based on, it's like, I know why they're doing it. They're doing it to attract the masses with their soft message. The problem is though, is is the is the course effective and is the person going to be able to get things fixed because they're not having those hard conversations with people so we can be bigger if we softened up everything we did the unfortunate part is at least depends how you look at it is is there's a value system that's in place and there's an ethical system that's in place where this within this company that that says we will not sugarcoat things we'll always be telling the truth we'll always be candid and honest and full disclosure so Knowing that and knowing that we rehab a lot of dogs, you have to, it is a serious situation. Mm -hmm. There's no unicorns and fairy dust at all, except for after. You'll be riding that, you'll be riding that freaking unicorn farting fairy dust for years to come. So I think that's an important conversation that, that just is not happening enough out there. But it's like, yeah, you're going to have to change. We can change your dog. We can totally off-leash train your dog, totally rehab your dog from aggression. Okay. How about you? How about the, how about the human? Yeah. I can be the best physical fitness coach in the world. Mm -hmm. But you need to do the work. It all starts with a change in human behavior. All of it. That's why all we focus it. so much on human behavior. Yes. And if you're not going to change, the dog's not going to change or you'll see change for the first week, first two weeks. And then you start seeing the dog slide back into its old ways. It's no different than physical fitness. It's no different than, 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 than relationships. It's no different than anything else in life. It's discipline. It's being disciplined. Yes. Yeah. Damn. That's a rant and a half. Um, Paulette says, hi guys, really enjoying green to graduate. What a great community loving it. Oh, oh I'm so glad. Yeah, yeah it really is. Now, if you're not part of our, if you don't know anything about our community, so we have something called the community, and it's you can pay monthly and yearly. Now, here's the benefit: it's thirty-seven dollars a month. Here's the benefit of getting a yearly membership: you get Green to Graduate One, Green to Graduate Two. You get a trick training video, and you get a bunch of other videos in there. You also get two video coaching calls a month. Two, they go from sixty to ninety minutes, and that alone is worth it for a dollar a day. And just imagine, though, that and we're going to keep putting more courses into this. The thing is, we're going to keep increasing the price as we start. And we have to, because right now there's thousands of dollars worth of courses in there. What happens when we started putting $2,500 to $3,000 worth of courses in there? So the prices are going to have to start going up. But to scale, though, it's so much cheaper. For but sure. also, you have the camaraderie of interacting with other people as well. Next. 
Snugglebun said, resource guarding was how I found you guys. Tried to adopt a puppy from a shelter, and it resource guarded everything, from food to the crate to sticks in the yard. Shelter just asked me to put away anything that the puppy was guarding and keep the puppy. I refused and gave the puppy back to them. Mm -hmm. A week later... Uh, I found one of your YouTube videos on resource guarding. Mm -hmm. It really soured my view on shelters. Later, when they showed a video of the puppy, they described him as needing house manners. Yeah. So that's the polite way to... More than house manners. More than house manners. So so shelters are good. Whenever I talk about shelters, there are good shelters out there. There are good fosters out Mm -hmm. there. Do not get me wrong. Yeah. Okay? But... I can, I can fairly say the majority, because the majority is more than 50%, and I'm trying to think at about 80-plus percent, if not higher, of shelters will lie. What do you mean lie? Like, I've had clients that are the fifth owners of a dog from a shelter that has been adopted out five times to a family from a shelter that has aggressive issues. How can that be ethical? And they absolutely knew about it because when they returned, they were told. Right. Rhode Island is small. Chances are, if you and a dog that's gone through five houses, you probably know at least one of them. It's a small, it's a small state. So, and then when they describe things, needs house managers. Do you mean it attacks you over Man- objects? Not managers. <laughs> probably needs some house okay. managers too. Uh... So I'm mean, saying like. Yeah. That's like, that's a, why can't you just say that? Guards. Okay. Yeah. We'll attack you over food. Why don't we just say that? So we fully know what we're getting into. I'd like to, I'd like to know. Um, that's a really nice car I'd like to buy that I found on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Any issues? Mm, probably can use a tune up. You buy it, take it to the mechanic. Um, Jeff, you need a new engine. Oh. What? Well, okay. I guess that's technically a tune up, but I didn't know I had to replace the whole damn engine. It's like, it's like you buy a house with a roof. It's like the home inspector. You probably need a roof soon. Close on the house. Um, by the way, in three days your roof's going to go. So, next. Clary said, "So my friend gave me a gave me so much shit when I got the e collar. Could not believe I would shock my dog. After years of arguments, she watched her reactive dog chase. Oh my god! And get run over by a truck." I asked her if she could have shocked her dog to stop it, and no response. Yep. Wow. Yep. Well, if your friend gives you a hard time for years, that becomes a non-friend. I'm sorry. And a lot of people are like, like, I can have, I can be with people that have different political views than me, and I can be with people that um, are either meat eater or vegan, and I can be with people that actually don't even care about about um, uh, how I train dogs and that we train dogs differently. Because why? Because if you're a nice person, you're a nice person. If you're not a nice person, you're not a nice person. But if somebody gives you a hard time counseling about someone, either you've got boundary issues by setting boundary issues, or they're assholes. It's time to it's time to kick them out of your friend group. But it's the kind of thing where it's like that story though is exactly why this is why we train the way we train now, and we are so loud about it because one correction could have saved that dog's life potentially right, right. if she now, trained it a recall. Now, could it not have? Of course, it could have not have. But but remote power training your dog gives the average dog owner way more. Put it this way: the majority of people that can train with a remote power recall, a reliable recall, which by the way does not take long. Compared to the people that don't, there's way more people that have a reliable recall on the knee cower. We should hold um, a recall workshop. Then to say, to a free one. Fuck it. Let's teach everybody how to train a recall. To say, to say that your dog won't recall to you 
Unless there's any coward, of course you can train your dog to recall many different ways. Can you have the reliability? With some dogs, you can. But this is another thing. And I'm going to do a huge rant on that about like, you know, what the hell's going on in this industry? We're, we're apparently time in this industry right now. Mm. But it's like dogs aren't wired like they used to be. If you give me a high drive dog that loves to work, I can recall one of my dogs by bouncing a ball on the ground. My mm -hmm. dog would be going full speed one way. I bounce it. The dog would have to hear it. Bounce the ball on the ground. Dog would fucking spin around and come right back to me. Not too many dogs you can do that with. That's how I train West Recall. So, so imagine if that's how I can do all. So imagine if I only owned one dog, and this dog in particular, you can train with a ball. All its commands with a ball. You can do so much with that ball. But how about that's the only dog I had? And I see all these videos with all these tools. I'm like, what the fuck do you need tools for? Just get a ball. Why doesn't your dog listen to you? You have a ball in your hand. It's the same conversation that people are like, why are you using an e-cow? Why don't you just use a whistle? I'm like, so if I use a whistle, my dog will... Like, people leave out the dog training part. You still got to train your dog. Whistle don't mean shit. Whistle is a noise. You have to connect something to the noise. Or else a whistle could be mean. Like, you whistle twice in a hunt, in hunting field trial <laughs> world. Training. Yeah, it's just a marker. Next. That's what boggles my mind when I when we get those comments. Why don't you just use a clicker? It's right. like, it's just a marker. Yeah. So you actually don't understand dog training at all. Right. Right. Like a marker is a marker. Right. Joyful Canine said, I discovered you because A, three people told me not to, and B, because I was over working on the counter surfing and barking for months. One trainer had you on their podcast. I was sold. Yeah. It's, 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 we get a lot of people, a lot of people that find us for people that don't like us. Isn't that weird? Huge <laughs> amount. A huge amount of people. Now, now, do I enjoy people talking shit about me? Of course not. I wish they'd just keep their fucking mouth shut. Because there's a lot of people that are struggling, and the only reason why, you know, I've always told people this, join a Facebook group, post one of my videos, not only will you the, 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 the video be kicked off, but you'll be kicked off. But it's like, that's too bad, because a lot of our videos have been posted in separation, in, in um, leash reactivity works, leash reactivity um, groups. Mm -hmm. And everybody's struggling with leash activity for years. And like one of our videos can stop all that. But they're taking the best possible choice away from people. Because if it, if it wasn't a good choice, then why are these people still in the group for years? Because the person that puts the video up there was in the group for years until they found our video. And they're like, holy shit, everybody should see this video. Next. Mimi said the dogs that couldn't stop whining, did you just let the whining go? Yeah. I'm not able to stop my dog from whining. Yeah. On those dogs, yeah, but I didn't own those dogs. So I trained them like I owned them. But I said to the owner, sorry, we can't stop this. Now, we have had dogs that have whined with us, but not whined with the owner. Usually it's the opposite. Usually it's the opposite. But those dogs ended up doing well. Those are dogs that end up doing well. And once in a while, a dog that's a little bit sluggish, not enthusiastic to work, sees its owner, does fantastic. That, that, but those those are anomalies. Those are anomalies. What do we do with those dogs that we couldn't stop whining? We tried everything. We're just honest with the owners. Mm -hmm. I couldn't stop the whining. Did, did, did it get better? Absolutely got better. Got dramatically better. Did it still exist? Yes. Did it exist enough that I own that dog? It wouldn't drive me crazy? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. That's why. That's why it's a great idea to, if you want to make a choice to get a dog, as a puppy, that's another good reason why. Now, can you adopt a dog? Can you acquire a dog at two, three, four years old? 
and turn it into a freaking incredible dog? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Can you get a dog at eight weeks old and it be a horrific dog? Absolutely. But. Yeah, I think sometimes with the whining, it's like, oh my God, is it just the dog? You know, Sometimes it's just the dog. And that's like, yeah. you just don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Yep, yeah. you don't know. You, but that's why at the beginning, when we train the way puppies the way we train them now, because so they know right from wrong as early as possible, mm-hmm. as early as possible. Next. So, for instance, we just have a dog. We had a dog that just came in, the puppy, and it was with somebody else, and um, it wouldn't stop uh, whining and uh, barking in the crate. Mm-hmm. It's a puppy. Hadn't, hadn't slept since she got the puppy. Came up to us first night. We got it to stop. Mm-hmm. We got it to stop. So, like, there's a set of skill. People have to remember there's a set of skill set. There's there's a skill set involved as well, but a lot of it is also association. And sometimes the owner does not make the best trainer. The owner makes a better handler. Yeah. So what that means is someone else does all the hard work. They do the most important work, which is the daily repetition handling yeah, of the dog. But somebody actually that's very knowledgeable and skills skilled takes the time day after day, week after week, to actually putting all the work next fully strong 24 hours of perfection with my separation anxiety client daisy too good to be true whether it be a proofing protocol or do we just ride the wave so we filmed today our like how we're starting to like push snacks is like thresholds and like proof the training so he, he can't have any blankets or beds in his kennel yeah because he'll destroy them. well he's got a place caught right. place caught right. which he hasn't destroyed right. yet I don't right, think he will. Right, right now, this is a dog that wouldn't go in a crate and couldn't wait to get out of the crate. His head smashed, like, into, like, literally, this is a heavy-duty yeah. crate. He tried, like, breaking the damn crate with his yeah. head. He did not care. He doesn't care. Anyway, right now, he's, we moved the dog bed into his bed just for the daytime. We're not ready to point to trust him overnight because it's not like it's a place cot that gets destroyed. It's a, it'll get destroyed, but it just shit goes everywhere, and then you gotta buy another one. You have to buy another one. And he could possibly eat he it. He can also so. eat it. And we can't have a blanket because he can eat that as well. Um, but anyway, his crate door is open. Right now it is? Yeah. Oh, damn. His crate door is open. And it's been open for over an hour. It's been open for two hours because it opened right before. He went in there before dinner. It's open right now? Yeah. It's been open since 530. Damn. It's yeah, open. we're doing a lot of duration with yeah. the door open. But anyway, we filmed today. If you're in the separation anxiety course, I just got to edit it. So it'll probably go up tomorrow how we're proofing it because we know he's capable of being alone unattended completely for like an hour. Cause that's for how long we leave the house. Like we work from home. We're not like, okay, going to go to my nine to five now. See you later snacks. So we're like, we get to start pushing this. Like how can we make it longer? So we actually worked out of the RV today. We just set up that's camp in the RV and we're just watching him on the camera. Mm-hmm. He did good. He did a couple hours. We filmed it. And it's like, we'll just keep building up and building up. Yeah, we documented. The great thing about so the yeah, RV you is. You just start pushing the thresholds. The great thing about the RV is we have everything we need. Yeah. We've got a full, full, we if have you don't full have kitchen. an RV, it's like, if you could just sit in your car. Yeah, full, full kitchen, bathroom. Work out of your car. Wi Fi. Yeah. Or go to your next door neighbor's house. You get creative sometimes next with door, these dogs. Yeah, next door neighbor's house, across the street's house, person living upstairs' house. So yeah, you eventually get to a point where it's just like, all right, I'm not going to worry about it anymore. Like, the dog's doing fine. <laughs> Joyful Canine said, yes, recall workshop from beginning to e-collar layering. Love it. I don't know if we'd be able to but, do e-collar too. Like, if we did like a free training. It's in uh, Green to Graduate. It is in Green to Graduate. Exactly- I was just saying we should teach it. A- Absolutely, 100%. But we're not going to be able to do the whole thing. The whole, the, 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 the That's why Green to Graduate is so powerful. Yeah. 
Um, Allison said that's so clever to work from the RV for the day. LOL. Way to problem solve, guys. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, have, to. you have to. You have to. But, you know, he also can be in his kennel for over fully overnight now. But he knows we're here. Yeah. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. You have to literally leave. So we actually, we lock up the dogs or take the dogs with us and everybody leaves, including Angelo. He sees us go out the front door. Yeah. But the cool thing is when Angelo, Angelo, we put an addition on the house so it's almost like a separate wing. That's where Angelo's room is. So when Angelo's in his room and we both leave out the front door, as long as he stays in his room, because he has tons of things to do. He's got a lot of work to do and he's he's working on his he's, he journals, he draws, he plays online chess, and then he's homeschooled as well. And he's got you know plenty of you know things to build and, and loves to read. So he can be in his room for a long time. He pees in a mason jar, but other than that, um, it's a pretty cool life. And um, we just gave him the e-cower and we gave him the video monitor. And he knows how to do it. Mm -hmm. He can do it from afar. And if he gets out of hand, he'll walk right up to the damn crate. Mm -hmm. And he has no problem at all. No. Yeah, he's no problem. He's better handler than most, most of our clients. Next. Snuggle so one said, as mortified as I was by that experience, I'm so glad it happened so that I could find you guys. I felt like such a failure for returning a dog to the shelter after having it for a day. No. I'm no, a lot better no, 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 training no. my dogs because of the information I've learned from you. No, 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 no. no. Don't feel bad. Yeah. You don't you don't tell someone not to feel bad. It's like, hey, don't be depressed, you know. Um, but but the thing is this, it's like better to return it in a day than live with it for years and regret it. Yeah. And that is that 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 is the that's the the thing they play on. They play on the shelters play on the human emotion. Once that dog walks out the door, they know for a fact that the 90% chance, no matter how badly behaved the dog is, it's not gonna come back. Because when the owner calls up and saying it's not gonna come back, they're gonna say, well. It's just going to sit, either it's going to sit in a kennel 24-7 or we're going to put it down. And it make you feel really, really guilty. And obviously, you don't want a dog to be put down, but do you want to live with that dog for 10 years, 12 years, 6 years? you want to have that dog around your kids? Well, can't it be trained? Sure. Where do you live? We have remote classes, but it doesn't fix everything. You need one-on-one -on -one or you need a boarding train. You need an online council. It's another good reason to start you know, if you own a dog, you should need to put a fund away every every day. You even get a second job. You get a, you know, there's so many people out there with dogs that are, that are also, they're struggling and, and it, things could have changed. You could have had a dog that's six years old. Things were fine three years ago. You know, people's lives change. The, you know, divorces, losing of jobs, expenses pop up. But that's why you, have, you, should, you should get insurance on your dog for health issues, but you still have yeah. to pay a still pay a deductible, feed your dog proper food because that can reduce on vet bills, study all kind of natural remedies because that could save you money on a lot of pills and prescriptions and, and, and future surgeries, but also put money aside for training. Like our, like our monthly coaching, it's $37 a month. Every dog owner should have something, it doesn't have to be from us, but something like that in their budget. Mm-hmm. $37 a month is a dollar a day. That's nothing. People are spending at least $5 to $8 to sometimes $10 a day out of the house on something that, that could have been made at home. But also, people can be looking up jobs from home. Look it up. There's so many jobs that are, require two hours of your time a day. It's just remote work. Whether, you're, whether it's video, whether it's uh, written word, whether it's you know, you can be doing a podcast in your level of expertise. There's all, there's all kinds of things you can be doing for extra money, whether it's answering questions online through Apple, Amazon, Google, any of those tons of other, other app platforms that need, that need help, comes with the full training, comes with a laptop. You know, 
making an extra 50 bucks a week, that's $200 a month. And something like that's $37 a month. Mm -hmm. I get all this other money for other subscriptions. Also, people are paying hundreds of dollars a month on their cable bills. First of all, totally get rid of cable or go down to the go down to the smallest thing that you have Wi-Fi and put everything on your computer. Just pay pay things that are cheaper than your computer. Next. Um, Joyful Canines said competing motivators, duh. Yep, absolutely. Nobody talks about that. They don't talk about association and different motivators. People dogs go through underground fence on purpose. Next. Connie said, happy Monday. Just hopping on. I heard something about recall. I can't believe the amount of people whose dogs don't have any recall. It's mind-boggling. Anyway, you guys are the best. Thanks, Thank Connie. you, Connie. I'll, I'll make it even an easier, more blanket statement. How many dogs are not even basically trained? Just because they can walk on four legs, they don't have training. That's the thing. These dogs don't even have basic training. None. Next. Ryan said, aloha, guys. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Sam said, let me tell you right now, I will never adopt a dog that isn't a puppy again. Not that that means it won't whine, but better chance to stop it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. If you get a dog from a good breeder, that's the breed of your choice, that's genetically sound, like this is what's important about going to a quality breeder. Usually genetically sound, health sound, behaviorally, chances are, if you know what you're doing, you're not. it's not going to be messed up because even the best trainers end up with messed up dogs and the worst trainer ends up with great dogs. We see it all the time. We have somebody coming in, they'll bring their dog in. It starts out sort of messed up. The owner's struggling in life. And we're after a couple of weeks of training, we're like, holy shit, this is a damn good dog. You just don't know until you start yeah, the you process. Just you just don't know until you process. There's been some dogs that have really, really surprised me. Yeah. And by the end of their rehab, I'm like, damn, I dog. fucking love this Yeah, we would own this dog. Yeah. Very rarely in our industry, at least not our industry, in our company, we rarely can say we own this dog. And that doesn't mean it's a bad dog. No. It just means this is how this is how all dog owners should be. So many people are like, I'd adopt every dog that I ever met. I'm like, you would? Okay. You must not care much about yourself. Because every dog's not for every person. Yeah, definitely. You gotta, you, that's what's great about doing a puppy. You can start shaping that dog. Like, for instance, Tex. Tex could be doing a bite work competition every weekend. But that's not my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That's not my lifestyle. He still has a good life, though. But there are some dogs that don't even have the basics under their belt. And that's why we fight so freaking hard and are allowed so hard. And sometimes it comes across as anti-client, even as the total opposite. It's beyond pro-client. It's pro-human being. We, want, we are so tired of owners having a bad life for their dog. Yeah. We are so tired of it. We don't Especially want it anymore. Like we know what it's like to live with a good dog. Yes. And sometimes I'm, I kid you not, if, we're, if we have a really, I mean, we have worked with the extremes, you know, like the extremes of the dog spectrum. Mm -hmm. When we have owners that we do have those hard conversations with, not a lot, not often, but once in a while, we'll be like, walk, I'll be like, walk my dog, hang out with my dog. And they're just like, wow. It's like, this is what dog ownership should be like. Right. You shouldn't be afraid of your dog. Right. You shouldn't be scared to make a move if your dog's in the same room. Right. Like, I don't know. I just don't think a lot of people know how good it can be either. You know, it's as simple as this. We were driving. I've told the story a couple of times. The house in Rhode Island, where, um, it's, it's, it's a huge 180-acre property. 
when you walk through the woods, and there's a lot of woods, I mean, there's deer hunters there that are allowed by permit, but you walk through the woods, you go down a hill, you end up at a lake. The lake is pretty cool because there's people that live on this lake, and then there's a whole other side of the lake, which is actually a public access part. Every once in a while, I didn't want to walk the dogs down to the lake. I would just drive to the public access part because then you can park your car, you walk right to the lake mm. with your chuck and stick. And I remember once I opened up the door, and the dogs ran from the truck across this grassy area to the water. And there was two guys that were coming up with their fishing poles. Oh, yeah. And they said, wow. What great behaved dogs. And I'm like, really? Just because they ignored you and didn't jump because all over you. Jump all over you. And I didn't have to chase them. And all they did was run to the water. And it's easy for them to do because I'm the guy with the stick and the ball. Mm-hmm. But if I went to have the stick and the ball, you know what they would have done? Just hung waited out, like, for you. We, we just hung out there. Oh, I guess we're not playing like in the water. But they knew what they were doing. But still, like that's the that's the bar. It's like nice compliment. I'll take it. But still, that is that the bar? For a well-behaved dog, they just run yeah. from point A to point B without jumping on somebody. So I, we're trying to raise the bar more. We're trying mm-hmm. to raise the bar more. Next. Nicole, so working with our whining dog and after chaos to calm and videoing my training, I realized that I have somehow turned off my ears to some of his whining. Yeah. And I've been very intentional with listening for it. Yeah. I feel it's getting better. Good. Still having issues in new places with the barking and whining, but it's getting less for the most part. So barking, Unless I ask him to do something like down or sit and mm. he'll start barking again for a minute. Yeah. So try be careful that, it's, first of all, yes, practice your obedience in public, absolutely around distractions, but be careful about using, and we talk about leveraging obedience to fix unwanted behaviors all the time, but be careful though, if you're not actually fixing the whining and you're giving your dog an obedience command to do just to stop it, Try to figure out a better, try to figure out a punisher. Be more creative with your punishment style. Next. Mimi said, I'm starting to think it's the dog whining. We haven't had a day without her whining since the day we got her nine weeks. She's almost two. That's a lot of whining. A lot of whining. That's a lot of whining, you know? I mean, but now you could just have a super anxious dog. A lot of times, this is why, this is why most of these scientific studies are not valid, nor are they real. I'm not saying maybe that you're wrong or you're doing anything wrong. Do not take this the wrong way. They're taking historically owner input. That's not scientific. That's a poll. And that's a perception poll. It's not based on fact. Yes, it's fact that your dog whines, but it's not fact that your dog can't stop in a day. And now you own a non-whining dog. So a lot of times when people will say that, like, we don't know if that dog lived with not just us or or went through our training program or other people's effective training programs, that it wouldn't stop. And owners are like, no, I've tried everything. It's like, I know. I was just going to say, but have you tried changing the association? Because right. I'll, like, look at, um, is it Sam's dog? When her dog goes to other people, she doesn't whine. Right. So your dog's capable of right. not whining. Right. But it's the association. Associ- association is powerful. That's why board yeah. and trains actually are very oh, powerful. Then you get the true, the true dog. Yeah. You get the true dog. Yep. And then we can pattern. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, you just went six weeks without whining. I think you can keep I, it yeah, up. I think you can do it more. I think you can do it right. right. So you spent, you spent, um, uh, you know, a month not breaking out of your crate, sleeping through the nights. You can, you can, we can leave the house and you're, and you're fine. Sure, you might. So get, much of it is just pa- getting that patterning right. the consistency right. which someone has to do it most owners can't do let's mentally. be realistic mentally. not even that it's like you have a life yes 
Dog trainers, we spend all day right. training dogs. Right. That is the job. Right. But it's also, though, a lot of stuff, unfortunately, they mentally can't handle because not that you, not that you need to be cold and caring to be a dog trainer. To be an effective dog trainer, just like an effective doctor or nurse working in ER or critical care, you need to be able to remove yourself psychologically. That's why a lot of nurses have got really morbid senses of humors, and they let it come out a lot at the hospital, and you think they don't care. That's a coping mechanism. It's the same with people that work in the funeral home business. You know, they, Obviously, they wouldn't do it in front of a, um, um, the deceased, hopefully, or in front of the family, because that would be bad. But they need to blow off some steam. Police officers, first responders, they do the same thing. And I think as a dog, as a dog trainer, I think it's really, really important that you become disassociated from the dog and you focus on the training, which does not mean you do not care about the dog. It means you need to be methodical about the protocol. Because we know it's a process and we know like once we get the dog through it, it's like, you're going to be glad we did. I promise everything. Like then they're going off property. They're running around off leash. They're like, holy shit. I didn't even know I could do this stuff. It's like, I know. Right. Right. I know. But making hard choices is difficult. I've actually, this this year already, I started some of, no, no, this year already. Did I start anything before this year? Yeah, but, but we'll just call it this year. I've started three new um, habits. Actually, one of them, I, I gave up coffee actually in 2023. So, um, but I've, there's three things that I've done. I'm doing intermittent, fa- intermittent fasting right now. I gave up coffee and I'm not eating after dinner anymore. Those are three things that I've done that all will benefit my health. That's good. Yeah. I'm not checking my emails in the morning anymore. That's good. It's been good. And I'm going to the gym first thing. I'm not working before the gym. Right. It made a big difference. It made a huge difference. I know. Yeah. Now there's been like panic attacks after start. Stop. Kim says, I work Friday and Saturday a.m. at a holistic vet just for raw food, supplements, and Chinese herbs. Yeah. Damn right. See, that's a great example. That's a wonderful example of someone that's like, like do something extra. There's so much, there's so much opportunity out there. So that you can get jobs and like, we'll just use Starbucks for an example. Okay. And you might disagree with them. So you might not want to work there, but, but pick a grocery store you have, pick a big box center that you have, pick a coffee shop that you like. You can get a shift a week. Mm. You can get a four hour shift a week. It's so easy to make an extra $50 a week. It's easy to make $100 a week. It honestly is. And a lot of people can say, oh, Jeff, you don't understand. It's like, do you think I'm wealthy? Mm-hmm. People don't know my story. I'm 58 years old. You don't know what's happened to, for those 58. You don't know, you don't know about the, 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 the businesses that I've, that I've owned that have dramatically struggled. You don't know about a lot of this stuff. You know, and you also don't know what someone's debts are, but I know what it's like to work hard and to, you know, pay your own bills. That I do know. And I know what it's like to also to increase your skill set so you're, you're worth more. The value of your hours goes up. I do understand that. And that's all based, a lot of that's based on skill set and knowledge. Mm-hmm. So when you start increasing skill set and knowledge, your value goes up. And when you increase your skill set, your knowledge, your own personal growth, when you, skill, when, you, when, you, when you start improving your skill set on your relationships, you become more of a higher value human being that's going to attract other higher value human beings to have relationships with. So everything in life can improve. But if you want to be drinking every night after work and playing video games and enjoying your family and your spouse, 
you have a limited value now in the relationship. Bringing home money and working hard is not enough. It's not enough. It's not actually not even enough for a single person because there's still a huge amount that's lacking in your life. So something to be thinking about is personal responsibility. Next. Damn, going deep tonight. <laughs> Sorry. You said we were... Avi said it costs me a hundred dollars every time I leave the house these days. Oh my gosh! Oh my yes. god! Everything's a hundred dollars. Yes. Yes. You want to get gas? Hundred dollars. <laughs> you need some milk? Hundred dollars. <laughs> so true. Dog needs to go for a freaking basic checkup. Hundred dollars. Oh, more than that. Get pet insurance. I'm telling yes. you. Just Wait. literally in December, what did I drop on Wes? Like thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. Not by choice. Either. Not by choice. Yes. But it's really very funny. grateful for it's insurance. It's really great though. Other than last week's trip to Detweiler's, mm-hmm. everything's been dramatically under $100. Mm. Well, but since the food there is a little bit fresher, we're just going more we're often. We're going more often. Right. So like, it's like we're spending the same amount. No, 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 I think we're spending less. We're spending less. I love that they have raw milk there, though. Yeah, we're spending less. They've got really good stuff. We were there again today. We had to buy uh, pasta sauce and cheeses. We had to buy. Yeah. Sid said, evening, J&J, no phone issues. Fixed, but lesson from client. Lots of good stuff going on here. So have not gotten to Verizon. Rain coming, so I'll get freedom to go. Horses will be in. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Good. Good. Joyful canine. I can't imagine how stressful it would be to have no training on your dog and living with it. It sounds so stressful. Yeah, but but, but the majority of the U.S. population is like that. So we live in the U.S. for all our international folks. So while we can speak about our country, and it's like, so the majority of the U.S. population, you know, is going to be, is, is, is like that. Most do not have a trained dog. They honestly don't. No, but they have dogs that are good within the four walls of their home and then the well, four walls of their of the, fenced-in backyard. Some of so, them are not, though. Yeah. A lot of them are not. I mean, not only are they, not, not only can they not take them out in public, a lot of people have got dogs. When I used to go to people's houses for eight years, I was doing six, seven houses a day, and it's just like, how do, like every once in a while, I mean, I helped these out people dramatically, but it's just like, how have you been living like this? And they, they, they didn't think it was a big deal until... Their dog actually got trained. And then they were like, I can't believe I was living like that. Then or it's they, not a big deal until the dog does something like really, really right. bad, which it, I wish it wasn't that way, but I feel like that is the majority. Is, yeah. yeah. Yes. And then they'll go to a friend's house that have the dogs have the same behaviors that their dogs do. And they're like, holy shit, is this what it used to be like when people came to my house? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. This is actually what it was. I think you just become more aware of it once you have a trained dog. Because a lot of our clients do say that. They'll be like, I never realized how many dogs like can't even walk on a leash in my neighborhood. And I'm like, I know. It's sort of like it's sort of like, you know, you buy a Mini Cooper and you're like, where do all these Mini Coopers in my neighborhood come from? It's like they were always there. It's the react, you know, the the uh, the reactive uh, articulating system. RAS. Yeah, RAS, the RAS. Snuggle Bun said, I will never go back to having untrained dogs. Oh, God, no. no. Well, Snuggle is probably impossible for you. So you have to train your dog. You have no choice. It's default. It's muscle memory. Road Dogs Rehab said, absolutely. Mm. Constant said, preach. Same. I claim ignorant before, but now that I know what it's like to have a well-behaved dog, I'm never going back. Yeah. Now all you can claim is laziness. Yeah. Yeah. Kim said, nice, Jeff. Love it. Mm. Avi said, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's true. Hundred bucks. Yeah. You want to go outside and breathe there? Hundred bucks. True. You want some vitamin D? Hundred bucks. It's true. Amazon. One click ordering. <laughs> One click hundred dollars. Yeah. 
Joyful Canine said, I think everyone has their own behavioral expectations and I think everyone needs to set the bar higher. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you know, but even if they don't, at least like do a good job sucking. No, but like seek the resources to at least get like a good walk, right? Like who doesn't want to get their dog outside? It's like we literally have free courses on this you stuff. Well. You know that. If I couldn't go outside with my dog, you that's know, a lot of people pain are me. though. People are being dragged around for years. True. They're just being told it's normal. Right. It's like that's it's the like, normal it's behavior not. now. I want folks to know if you're struggling with your dog right now, it could get better. I gotta post the link to her. It can get better. And and then, and it's like I honestly think that some people mm. don't know how far they can act. They don't know. They don't realize maybe how far their dog can actually go. Mm-hmm. I think that they just don't. And we want to make sure that you do know that. All right. That's it. It's time to go. It's already 8.09. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Take care. Open one has a fantastic day. I'll see everybody tomorrow morning on the community. Mm-hmm. And I'll be putting a link up there in the event section tonight. And if you know what the community is, we do uh, uh, every Tuesday and Thursday, we do the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. Another bonus of being in the community. One more bonus. Yep. All right, everybody. Take care. Madly in love with you. And I hope you're all going to have a fantastic day. Um, Don't forget the latest course that we launched, Separation Anxiety. And probably the biggest things are Separation Anxiety in the community right now. Take a look at those. But if you're brand new to our world, you start. You can start with Green to Graduate. We've got also a lot of free resources out there to help everybody. So um, if you're struggling, I just want you to know you don't need to. You know, we're here for you. We're here for you live three times a week um, on the community, uh, three times a week. Um, uh, and then obviously we've got, you know, one-on-one consults and then courses and then, you know, free social media as well on all of our platforms. Um, also join our mailing list. If you're not on the mailing list, please join our mailing list. And then you can get that through Solid Canine Academy because you'll get, you'll find out about stuff that nobody else knows about that we can't talk about because nobody else knows about it. So, <laughs> so join, 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 join that place. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye guys. Bye.